We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Uh, CP from Knicks Fan TV here, my man Alex Wolf from... Posting and toasting in here, and I just had a little bit of echo. I had to turn that down. I'm all over the place, Al. We, we're having a little technical difficulties <laughs> today, but it's all good, man. Um, tough, tough game. Knicks, Knicks got out to a 16-point lead in the first. Clippers turn the tables on them. They go up 16 again. Knicks down. Come back in the third quarter. Uh, but but they they just had no answers for Montres Howell and Lou Williams, man. Sixty points combined for Montres Howell and Lou Williams. Um, where'd this thing go wrong tonight, man? Yeah, I mean it's it's those two plus Paul George, Paul George thirty-two 30. points in twenty-six minutes. You know, yeah. you had three guys that scored over thirty-two points. Uh, thirty-two for Lou Williams and Paul George. Thirty-four for Montres Harrell. I mean, it, that's kind of the story of it, right there. Um, yeah. You know, you can't really. It's tough to beat a team when you let three separate guys go off for 30 plus. I mean, normally tough. you'd be normally you're lucky if you let one guy go off for 30 plus in a game, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and uh, they let three separate guys, and really the rest of the team, you know, Jamichael Green hit a, hit a few threes, but yeah. the rest of the team, I mean, maybe it's just they weren't asked to do much, but the rest of the team didn't really do too much. Um, but yeah, I guess you know, when you have those three guys doing as much as they were, it's not even really that necessary. Uh, but you know, credit to the Knicks, like. This felt this game, you know, they came out and they blitzed them in the first quarter, 45 to 29. Uh, they let up a really abysmal second quarter. That quarter they lost 47 24. But then the rest of the way out, they were pretty competitive um, and even won the fourth quarter pretty handily uh, and almost pulled off this comeback. So I give them credit. You know, there's always all talk about there's no moral victories, stuff like that. But I, I thought that they did about as close as you can get to a moral victory tonight. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it sucks to lose a game, especially where you leave the first quarter up by 16, but yeah. ultimately even without Kawhi Leonard, this is a title contender, you know, and it's a deep it, team, it, man. It's yeah, a deep I mean, team as we see. This is a team that played great. You know, they, they played great before they even got 
Kawhi and Paul George, you know, and they were a playoff team last year with basically the same team minus those two. So facts, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to really complain too much, but yeah, it's still stung, you know, it would have been nice. If they could have pulled off the comeback or if they could have just put it all together, but it was nice to see them also not completely fall apart at the seams and suffer one of those huge yeah. blowouts. Like we're kind of the staple of the Fizdale era that I feel like we would have seen. It's true. True. You know, well, if it was Fisdale stuff. Well, things did kind of get out of hand early when, um, you know, second quarter, you know, Bobby starts going off, then he starts popping off. He gets a technical foul. Uh, Julius Randle caught a technical foul. Marcus Morris caught some techs. They they started to come apart at the seams a little bit. Patrick Beverly kind of got under their skin in the second quarter. That led to, the, you know, that large lead that they went out to. I thought they just, you know, give credit. Montrez Harrell, man, he abused Mitch. Mitch had an off night tonight. He he couldn't stop him. He was too physical for Mitch. Um, the the way he just gets low when he posts up and gets into the paint, they just had no answers for it. And he knew Mitch was a tall, athletic center, so he used his strength and and uh, physicality and really went into Mitch and, and really just dominated in the paint. Yeah, and he's got the type of moves that can frustrate Mitch. You know, like Mitch. I I think Mitch is still learning. Is as, as good as he is on defense he is still learning how to you know properly play that position in the nba and particularly one-on-one defense and stuff like that he's he's not perfect yet you know um and guys like harrell are going to frustrate him because harrell has a really i mean he's got kind of a progressive nba game with how he plays overall like he can run the floor and all that but he has a great back to the basket game and a great fake game and um you know pivot moves and everything else and that kind of stuff can still kind of frustrate Mitch some nights so it you know it's it's something that Mitch is gonna have to work through but oh no I thought you know I thought even as the game went on Mitch started to kind of learn his tendencies a little better at least yeah and and do a little better than he was early in the game so it's it's all part of a process you know Mitch is still young yeah I I think it was a good learning experience for him and I'm sure that they'll have more matchups down the line I mean obviously they're gonna have to have at least one more this year because the Knicks play the Clippers one more time I think it's in the next couple weeks so might get it a is. chance of redemption soon. Might have a chance of redemption, man. I thought another area, you know, they were able to still bring this game to within three, three separate times in the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. I thought they did make a, a couple good adjustments. You did see them put Randall on Harold, trying to kind of try to match that physicality a little bit. I thought Reggie Bullock got in, got in the mix a little bit. Obviously, Marcus Morris um, had another outstanding, outstanding game, and he tried to bring him back in the clutch. But free throws, you know, once again, mm-hmm. 24 for 37 from the free throw line. Obviously, with a team like this that's that deep, you have no margin for error. And so, you know, once again, missing 13 free throws, you just can't expect to win on the road like that. Yeah, I saw people, you know, complaining about the refs and stuff, and I think that's somewhat valid. I mean, I thought those technicals were kind of ticky-tacky and – the one that was called on Morris should have been called a double on Beverly yeah, as well. Yeah, Beverly like definitely should have away. been called a double. Yeah, definitely um, should have been, been called a, uh, a double tech on Beverly. A double tech. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a momentum killer. And that whole little sequence was a big momentum killer in the second quarter. But you can't you can't blame the rest when you leave 13 points on the 13 line. points. I mean, that's, that's way too many. You know, they, yeah. they can't be leaving that. Um, they got to, you know, tighten that up and. We've seen it tighten up for various stretches of games. You know, they'll shoot 80% or whatever, and things start to look pretty good. Or, you know, even 75% would be fine. If they shot 75% in this game, they win. You know, that's yeah. that's the facts. But, um, you know, there's only so much you can do with it. Mook, like, to your point, was great. You know, man. 38 points, 13 and 19 shooting, 6 to 7 from 3. 
I even he had his struggles at the free throw line, though. Ironically, RJ Barrett was the guy at the free throw line. Today. <laughs> RJ was the guy, and RJ started the game off hot, man. And yep. he didn't have a good game against Phoenix, so it was good to see him. He started the game off real well. Um, got to the basket a lot. Was very aggressive. Went at Paul George a couple of times. He had a nice move where he was able to get that separation on him and finished on the at the rim. Nine for eleven from the free throw line. Twenty four points. A solid bounce by a game for RJ. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I, I loved it. And, you know, he came out like really seemed like he was he must have been browsing Twitter or something before the game, because there's been a lot. I've seen a lot more like RJ is a bus talk going around lately. And I'm like, yeah, hey, we got to we got to kill that. that. Kill that. Yeah, you got to chill with that. I mean, you know, every guy is going to have his off times, yeah. you know, especially as a rookie. I think I pointed out last time when I was on here, you know, he's reaching about the point where he's, uh, you know, he's he's at basically a college season now. Um in about half the time, you know, like normally this is the amount of games the Knicks have played right now or the amount the average college players played by the end of March, if they made it into March Madness and played a few games. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's probably dealing with that and, you know, playing the high minutes early in the season and all that, but, you know, tonight, awesome. You know, this is exactly what you want to see out of him. He was one of the few plus players on the team for tonight and he had the highest plus minus. And I mean, it showed, I, I think he actually played like the player with, you know, one of the only plus positive plus minuses yeah. on the team. RJ um, was solid, man. Um, but he, he was doing yeah. what makes him good too. That's the thing. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't forcing the issue at all, but he was, he, he started off strong by just getting to the hoop a few times and just bullying True. his way in. He even threw Paul George off at one point, you know, yeah. and, and just powered through and made a layup early in the game. And I think that did a lot for his confidence. So I hope that's something he goes back to. That that's that's his game, man. And people have to understand, listen, he's not a good shooter at this point. He didn't come into the game as a good shooter, a good free throw shooter. So his weaknesses all have been the same. You know what I mean? You're gonna expect bad shooting nights. That's RJ. That's who he is. We have to see if he's gonna improve. You know, he just got here. We gotta give this kid some time. You know, all that bus talk and everything, I, I can't go for that, man. The kid still has in the intangibles. He still brings uh, other strengths to the game that can help this team win. And and I, th- I thought he, he did a great job getting us started. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you didn't see quite as much of the distributing with him tonight, but right. that was okay because I was fine with him getting himself going and then kind of keeping that going because mm-hmm. I'd rather see him gain confidence in his shooting first again or, you know, just in his offensive game, even if it's not necessarily shooting. Um, get that confidence back first and then start looking to create for others. But He's the rare guy where I'd be like, take your own shot, you know, figure yourself out first and then worry about everybody else. Especially when you have like, he's out there with Nilakina who's passed first. Uh, yeah. Randall's been passing a lot more lately and, and passing efficiently, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, Kadeem Allen was six assists. Kadeem, you know, Kadeem guys, came yeah. off the dust and, and uh, mm-hmm. got, got him off to a hot start, man. He was playing well out there. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I, he, I wouldn't have known that he hadn't. When was the last time he played with the Knicks? He's only made one other appearance this yeah, year, right? Yeah, he only um, made one other appearance. I was maybe last month or so. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually – I was worried before the game. I knew they were going to need that depth, and I was like, oh, I hope they had Kadeem called up for this game. I mean, I suppose that's easy enough to do, but considering they're on the West Coast, I was like, oh, that's a little harder than if you're at a home game and you have to call them in from Westchester. Like, I didn't know if they had him with the team and were prepared for this, but yeah, I'm glad they were because, yeah, he, he put in some really quality minutes in 20 minutes. I mean, I, I'd say, like – it's going to be really tough in the next few weeks, you know, if mm-hmm. they manage to find a trade for, let's say, Smith, you know, who seems to want out, uh, if they maybe find a trade for Trier and if they maybe get rid of Morris and stuff like that. 
and you start getting a couple empty roster spots here and there on this team, it's going to be really intriguing to see, like, do they convert Kadeem Allen to a regular contract? Do they yeah. look to sign Lamar Peters? Peters, Peters is beasting, man. It. He's been Lamar killing Peters it in Westchester. Or do they look to sign Wooten, who's also been killing it in Westchester? I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting decision. They could sure. also – I mean, I haven't heard much about Ivan Rad, the other two-way guy. So, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe they'll convert someone to his spot, too. I haven't uh, heard much, man. Let him go. Yeah. Uh, it couldn't – you know, you couldn't ask for a better audition tape – if it's been, you know, true that that the Clippers have been interested in Marcus Morris, that's a team I look at that could be looking to trade for him to for this stretch run. I mean, thirty eight points, six to seven from downtown. He's in his bootleg mellow bag, man. He's in his mellow bag. He was he was killing it tonight, killing yeah. it. Yeah, it was great. I I loved every bit of his performance. I mean, it, some of the shots too. I was just like. How yeah. is he making these? I yeah. mean, he was like a man possessed. You know, he said new career high. New uh, career which, high, 38 points, 38 13 points. for 19. And Mo- he, Mo- he had those couple bag, down the, He had the couple down the stretch where he was like trying to draw a foul. Yeah. And just happened to make the shot. A miracle three-pointer. <laughs> miracle three-pointer that he Three-pointer. And then immediately after, he hit a two-pointer right around yep. the elbow. Yep. Doing the same thing. Trying to draw a foul because he just kind of got caught in the middle and didn't have anything else to do. And, you know, he, he went for the, the you know elbow jumper and just happened to make it i don't know it's like he he was like on fire it's like nba jam style he just couldn't miss for basically the whole second half it's crazy true true story man Let, let's go to the phones while we still got you on ari's up ari how you feeling man hey i'm feeling good man how you guys doing good good man what's going on you you back from ac or are you, or are you still out there oh, i'm back yeah, yeah i'm back i'm back nice um, man you, you didn't lose you didn't lose your shirt Mark, right you Mark, good yeah, but Mark Alfred Payton's technical foul and Marcus Morris missing a free throw in Phoenix <laughs> made me push cost and basically cost cost me hundreds bread, of dollars. Oh, so I almost couldn't come I, home I sent from some AC, man. DMs to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. But um, what did I want to say? So basically, you know, listen, I'm, a, I'm a, obviously I always make fun of the people that like always call in for the moral victories, right? You know, I don't necessarily believe in them, but you know, if there was ever one game where I would have say there would be a moral victory. I think tonight was one of those games, you know what I mean? Obviously still no Kawhi. They still played very competitively. And I feel like since, since Mike Miller's taken over, this has been the team that we were expecting. We were expecting like, you know, like a, a 400 to 500 per, like winning team that would compete, would ultimately lose on the road and stuff like that. And I think um, that's, that's a positive because we're not as bad as we thought we were. It was just, David Fisdale being worse than what we thought it was, right? So I think that's something. I think I, I think that's something good. But another thing that I'm actually happy about is I think Marcus Morris's trade value is more than we even think it is. I think we could get more than just one first round pick from him. Honestly, the way he's playing, I, I'm not satisfied with a with a late first round pick for him. I want a late first round pick and a young player, or a late first round pick and like a, a number two pick, or I want a lottery pick. Like, do you think that's possible? I don't see how you're going to get a lottery mm. pick on a guy in a one-year deal. You, you know what I'm saying? Now, to me, you, 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 you're trading him for yeah, a but rental. You you're trading him as a rental. Yeah, right, but you don't is... think a team like, you know, like Phoenix or a team fighting for the playoffs wouldn't make a move to mm. bring him in and maybe like a top 10, like, let's say top five and protected to try to make the playoffs? Well, I will say Phoenix in particular – has long term back blood with him. Yeah, right, right, right. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, those uh, he and his brother are both kind of uh, in gotta, bad shape. There. Yeah, 
I had to call Ari's uh, audio. Sound like he was going through the Lincoln Tunnel or something like. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, like I, I can't see, I can't see a team giving up more than a twenties first round pick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somewhere in the twenties, because hey, hey, that's just what his value is. You know, you got to understand value. Like it, it's overvaluing our own players if you think he's going to fetch more than that. Like nobody other than a superstar is going to fetch that, and that would have to be a superstar on like multiple year deal. And and Morris just isn't he's not a superstar. He's 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 playing the superstar on the Knicks right now, but he's not. Um, And that's not what a contending team is going to bring him on to do. So, you know, I think you just got to be realistic. Like if you can get even one first round pick and and some like retread young player that just hasn't quite figured it out yet. That's that's probably about as good as you're going to get. And and I think that's a perfectly fine return, especially considering he's only on a one-year deal without any options on it, and you could potentially just make a run at him in the summer again. So I, I think that's perfectly fine. Return. I, I think I, that's I, perfectly fine. And I wouldn't I wouldn't overplay your hand and then end up, you know, I, I don't want to say stuck with him because yeah. he is a good locker room guy and he's a nice dude and everything, but you don't want to end up in a position where he expires at the end of the season and then you find yourself being like, oh you know, now he's going to leave for nothing in the right. off season and we could have gotten a first for him. Right. And we just held our hand for too long. You, you just try to get into the first round. I don't, there's no lottery pick. He's not going to the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix trade. Like you said, besides the black, it just wouldn't make sense to me, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get him to try to make the playoffs. This is a team team. That's going to trade for him is, is going to be a team that's looking to have him be one of the key pieces to get them over the hump. You also, know if you're I mean? looking at it, if you're looking at it from like a, um, like a personnel management perspective, sending him to a team that is trying to make the playoffs, I don't think would be very good by him as like, you know, like from an organizational standpoint to be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to send you someplace where they're trying to make the playoffs, but they're not necessarily like already a title contender. So like you said, you want to be here and you said you want to be with the New York Knicks, but that's too bad. We're sending you to a team where you still might not make the playoffs, whatever. Like it looks better from an organizational standpoint to be like, here, we're not going to keep you only because we're sending you to a legitimate title contender. Please consider resigning with us in the off season, but understand yeah. this is nothing personal. And then exactly. that gets around the league. You know, they, they that's like goodwill that you build up. It's good points. Okay. Good points, so. man. Um, how you looking on time? You good? I think I'm all right for about another five, 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. For, okay. for people that don't know, I'm on, going on Nick of time. Yeah. Jay Ellis is stealing your time tonight. I'm man. running the gauntlet. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> doing both. So both in one good. night. All, all good, man. Um, let's go to JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, how you feeling, man? Yo, what's going on? Good evening. How you guys doing, man? Good. What's going on, bro? Good. Not much, man. Uh, I just want to basically talk about Mitch real quick. Uh, I love Mitch. Don't get me wrong, but he's just got to get stronger. I know Harold's a beast, but he just ate him down there all game. You know, like, yeah. you should have put... I know it sounds crazy to put, say put Randall on him, but it would, it would kind of be a better matchup. He's a little stronger. You know what I mean? I, I thought Randall fared a little bit better. I just think Harold's his game yeah. was so crafty. Um, the way he just bullied yeah. him inside and got real low. They just had no answers, man, because right. by the time you look, he was right there at the basket, and, and he had his guys under the basket a lot of times. Right. So. Um, he, he did a good job neutralizing right, right. Mitch, man. That was that was a real solid effort by by Harold. Yeah, yeah. Can I say, um, last time I called, I was talking about you know possibly signing shooters in the off season, mm-hmm. and I was talking about Joe Harris and Bogdanovich from the Kings. I know people thought I was saying like trade for them. I know we can't trade for them. They're free agents. I'm saying in the off season, 
obviously we needed a shooter at the two spot. So when I saw those two were afraid and she just said, oh, those guys will be good fits for what we need. You know what I mean? I know it wouldn't be flashy, but I think it will be kind of needed for us, you know? Yeah, Bogdanovich. I'd, I'd love to get Bogdanovich on here for sure, mm-hmm. man. He, he, yeah. The price is right. The yeah. price is right. Like yeah. everything. De- definitely. We we desperately need the shooting. No no doubt about it. De- definitely need the shooting, man. Um, Zay from Maryland's up next. Zay, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you feeling? G- good, bro. What's going on? Good, good, good. No, nah, man, I just wanted to talk to you guys about, like, the fact that people are, like, are looking at this game, seeing this game, and then just saying, okay, cool, let's trade, you know, let's trade more, so let's trade, like, people still saying let's trade Randall or anything like that. It's just kind of crazy to me because, like, they're the key pieces of scoring. Like, other than that, we're not, we wouldn't be scoring as much as we're scoring. The fact that we went into L.A. and put up, like, a competitive game like this is, like, it's it's still a good game to be like, okay, the Knicks are looking a lot better than before, especially with Bisdale out. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to pay attention to, like, the Clippers, when the Clippers first traded Chris Paul. When the Clippers first traded Chris Paul, they got back Bontrez Harrell, and they got back a few pieces and a pick or whatever like that. And, you know, Pat Beverly and all that went to the Clippers management and said, hey, like, are we scrapping the whole thing and just straight going young, or are we still going to be competitive? And they ended up extending Lou Will, and then now their key pieces off the bench is Lou Will mm-hmm. and Montrez Harrell. So it's like I feel like we still need some type of the veterans that we have right now are great veterans to continue to build from. We we already got a first round pick ourselves that's valuable. So I feel like we should keep what we have and try to build consistency. And like Mook or Marcus Morris and Randall are great vets to be like leading to at least. Until we can all get on the same page with all the young guys, but we we can't even develop the young guys we have. But we want to get more draft picks. I just I just don't get the like like what's your thought on that? Like why would we want to go and get more draft picks? You still need more talent, man. You still need mm-hmm. more talent. It's not to say that a draft pick is going to be guaranteed to be talent, but we're at the bottom of the league, man. We're at the bottom of the barrel. We need talent and we need young talent. You know what I mean? We need shooters. We need need more defensive big men. We need a point a solid point guard. So if you can get another asset for Morris and potentially bring him back, I would definitely do that. I would definitely do that. Yeah, and it's not like you'd be but, leaving but the team. But have we from... ever? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Zay. Finish, finish your point. No, I'm saying, has there ever been anything like in history to where, oh, a team has traded a player away and then they came back right in that same offseason? Like, that's just, that's not, that's not realistic if we expect him to just automatically come back after being on a winning team. If he's going to get a contract regardless, the, the the best thing is to do a solid with him and say, hey, let's extend you. I would extend him to the end of Randall's contract and run with them, him and Randall, towards the end of Randall's contract and just try to build on with the young guys we have and give the young – yeah, we, we have a draft pick already. We go and get a big man or we go and get a point guard. Those are the two things that we're really bad at right now is a backup big man other than Mitch because Taj Gibson is duty, like – he was horrible tonight, and like I, at this point, I'd rather Mitch start than and, and and pull and have a short leash on him than have Taj out there. Yeah, and then we go and get a point guard. We have shooters. We just gotta learn how to get no, them we in don't the have groove. Shooters. That's the problem. Even uh, we need we need more we need more even shooters, uh, what's man. the name of this, this? Okay, I mean oh oh, I feel, I, I feel like what? Uh, no, you you were saying we we had shooters. Who were you referring to, Bullock? 
Yeah, I feel like Bullock is a good shooter. You know, he just he's just getting back, and he already dropped like some good shots in two games, three games. So I feel like getting him in the mix, getting um, Tread needs some minutes. You know, we're just letting Tread just sit and, and and not do anything. I mean, I don't get that point. Uh, Dotson, we have Dotson as well, but Dotson, whenever Dotson gets minutes, he produces. So it's not like we're like straight without a shooter. And if we keep Marcus Morris, we have a shooter, and then we go to go to the draft, get a. Uh, a point guard that can shoot. There's a lot of point guards in the draft that's going to be in the draft that can shoot, and we have a solid team. The, the part of the issue early is with having R.J. Barrett and you know having R.J. Barrett and Frank start. That's yeah. There's no shooting coming from there, but we got to nice. be able to mix the lineup so we have more shooting than than that than not. Well, that's fair. Al, what were your points uh, that you were going to make? Well, so I was going to say just in regards to the Morris thing. Uh, for one. You can't extend him during the season just due to CBA rules. So that can't happen during the season. They have to let him hit free agency regardless. And so they'd have to offer him a contract. Then you can maybe try to sign him through Randall's deal. But all that would be would be a one plus one deal, which I, I doubt that you're going to get Morris to commit to a uh, team option for the second year, like what <clears throat> like what Randall has, excuse me. Mm. Um, but then uh, uh, the other thing with the – the fact that you know the him being traded and then resigning is kind of unprecedented I think I brought this up on the last show here but it's different for the Knicks because in most cases things don't work like that in the in the NBA it's usually something you see more in the MLB the Yankees did with Chapman for example right uh, but that's because there's unlimited money in baseball the, money. the reason it doesn't exactly. usually work in the NBA is because there's not unlimited money in the NBA. And usually the way those sort of transactions work is that, you know, you trade your expiring contracts, take on someone else's multi-year contract plus a pick or something. And the Knicks may even end up doing that for Morris if, you know, if that's what the situation dictates. But even if they did that, they still have so much expiring money coming off the books this coming off season that they're in a unique position where they could actually bring him back on. Uh, to the final point. I had a good about, deal. Exactly. And still give them good money like they did this past off season. Thanks. And then to the to the final point there about why would he come back to the Knicks after playing for a winning team? I mean, you can make the same point about this past offseason. Why would he why would he come to the Knicks from a winning team, which he did? He came from the Celtics and then came to the Knicks instead after initially agreeing to a deal with the Spurs, with who the nobody Spurs. knew were going to be bad this year. Facts. And maybe with him wouldn't be bad this year. Who knows? But um, you know, he he turned down the offer. I mean, it's clear. The one thing that seems like it's pretty clear with him is that proximity to home is pretty important to him. So the only team that I could maybe see being a, a threat. Just don't trade to, him to Philly. <laughs> trade him to Philly. <laughs> and then maybe, back. yeah, and maybe he'll just want to resign there. But yeah. any other team you trade him to, I could see realistically if the Knicks then offered him basically the same contract next offseason, then he'd probably take it or nice. he'd at least very strongly consider it because it seems like he really enjoys being close to home at this point in his career. I mean, listen, he's not wrong. Zay had good points. You know what I mean? Morris yeah, no, can help. He, he's helping this team. You could see it. You could see his impact on the team, mm -hmm. his impact on the young guys. Um, yo, he's he's playing as good as basketball as uh, as can be right now. This is this is career a career year for him, and he's certainly being a leader on this team. He's saying all the right things. He wants to be here. I just think you got to investigate. You, you got to see what you can get back for him, and he's putting on a good, a damn good audition. And to me, you got to still be in asset acquisition mode. Uh, whether whether you're going to use the picks or you're going to use them as leverage in a trade down the road, you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, mm -hmm. you just don't know. 
Um, back to the phones. Let's go to um, Ron Cleveland's up next. He wants to talk about the game tonight. Ron, how you feeling, man? Man, man, CP. Man, hey, this, this game tonight, man. How I feel about this game, man. Hey, them guys, them guys need to be locked in the gym working on free throws, man. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yo, Ron, Ron, do me a favor because your connection is kind of um, staticky. Hang up and call back, and I'll put you right in after the next call because I'm not sure if it's your connection right. or um, or it's a switchboard. Nate from Rochester, yo, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Oh. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about um, the uh, the rest tonight because those technical fouls, like they were, it was two whole possessions worth of like points that we lost on. Yeah, and, and, and everything momentum. I'm not everything. saying like none of them were undeserved. Yeah, it was just like that low key cost us the game, but it wasn't even just that. And this is kind of just a general point, but. You can't guard like shooters coming off the screen anymore, and like with the new freedom of uh, the freedom of movement rules. Just because like every time you do, like it happens with Frank all the time when he gets up close, like they call a foul immediately, so he can't get close to them, and then they just get an open shot. It's either that or they call the foul and his free throws, and it's just it's kind of frustrating to see, honestly. And that's why you get all these like 140 point games that we're seeing now, and like we haven't seen in like I don't think ever really, but you know. Yeah, listen, refs um, definitely uh, weren't good tonight. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, the technical fouls definitely took us took our whole momentum away from the second quarter, and that was basically the game. Um, you know, us trying to come back. Yeah, we came, we came back, kept it close, but again, the turnovers, the missed free throws, you, you're just not going to win that way against one of the best teams in the league. You just can't do it. And You know, in terms of guarding the three alleys, right, but on the flip side, that's Lou Will. That's, that's who Lou Will is, man. At one point, he hit three straight three-pointers. Um, mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it just doesn't matter who you have on him. That, that's just the, the essence of Lou Williams, man. He's a beast. Yeah. Yeah, he hit some of them wide open, which was a shame. Like, you really got to play better defense on him than that. But yeah. some of them, it was just like, man, I don't even know how he hit that. But he did because that's just what he does. <laughs> you know, he's, he's too good. He does, man. Too good. You know, I – I don't often enjoy Wally Zerbiak's commentary, but he did make the one comment during this game of uh, uh, he makes three pointers look like a free throw, and he really does. It's it looks very effortless for him. Yeah. On that note, I do have to go though. Yeah, so go I ahead, gotta, man. I got to bounce out. Good, so, good stuff, bro. It was good seeing you guys. Uh, follow PT Knicks blog. Follow at Locked On Knicks. Follow at the Alex Wolf. Follow at Knicks SI. All that good shit. All right, talk to yes, you guys sir. later. Alex Wolf, man, good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. Hmm. That was uh, Alex Wolf of Posting and Toasting coming through. Take a couple calls. He's uh, he's about to head over to the Nick of Time show because that's where Jay Ellis and the gang are. They're, they're recording their podcast tonight. So we'll take it from here. Solo Dolo. So to everybody in the chat once again. Had a couple technical difficulties early in the evening, but we're back and we're ready to roll. Um, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Another tough loss for us tonight, but. What are you going to do, man? Uh, you know, listen, you, uh, you, you you give them credit. They're playing a lot better. They play two good games. They just, it's, it's a sign of a bad team. Bad teams don't know how to close. And obviously, this was a tall order against a Clipper team. Nick, shout out to an incredible start. You know, you have to give them credit. Past three games, they've been coming out the gates very well, very sharp. Uh, they just could not 
sustain uh, that effort. The second quarter, when things got out of hand with the technical fouls, uh, on top of that, you had Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell going off, and um, that that's just all she wrote, man. That that is just all she wrote. So uh, let let's see what they uh, what they bounce back with against the Lakers on, on Tuesday night. Another tough game, but. We'll see how what they uh, what they have in store. Uh, Antoine from uh, no, let's go back to Ron. Ron is back up next. Let's see if it connection is a little better. This sounds a little bit better, Ron. What's going on, man? Yeah, man. CP, man. Hey, mm-hmm. man. This, this loss tonight is straight up on on our players, man. You got you got to hit your free throws, man. You got to shoot your free throws. Terrible. Twenty four for thirty seven again. Twenty four for thirty seven once you again, got- Ron. That's ridiculous, man. Them guys need to be locked in the gym and just shooting free throws. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, hey, hey, I got hey. You got to give me some time, man, because I, I got to give some guys some shout out, man. Yeah, go hey, ahead, man. Some guys called me out for, for talking about Miller. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we took that first loss, when you know, you know, everything was the, the meter. The meter was hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know they were talking about hey, Miller ain't ain't even was far-fetched to think that we would change even the interim coach. You know, you know, emotions was high. So, but I got to give them guys the credit. They called me out. Hey, CP, hey, CP the artist, and there was another guy, man. He <laughs> know who he is, man. But, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you like this. I think we got a coach. I don't, I don't think we got to go looking for another coach. I think, I think we extend Miller. But, um, Another thing that I wanted to touch on is, and nobody has said anything about it, Allen Houston needs to be our GM, and I'm going to tell you why. CP, Allen Houston was the one who pushed for Miller to get that yeah, job. It's Allen Houston and Phil. And Phil, got to give Phil credit as well. Phil brought him in here to, to, to run the triangle in Westchester. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is Allen Houston, remember, he was being groomed to take over as the president of the yeah. Knicks. You know what I mean? And, and and another thing, I have to, I don't know, I was watching the game tonight, man, and Chauncey Billups, I got to give him a lot of credit. I was watching it on, on the league pass, and I wasn't watching it on our home broadcast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Chauncey Billups, he said they were talking about the Knicks, how they're playing under Miller. And Chauncey Billis brought up the point. He said that the way the Knicks is playing right now is an indictment. His exact words was an indictment on Fisdale. And I was like, wow. I said, this is the first, the first person to really call it like it is. You know what I mean? Like what we've been seeing all year on why the team was, was sucking. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of the and, coaches, you know, came life. out in, in defense of Fizz, but Chauncey, you're right. Chauncey did come out and, and you know, gave Miller credit. And Miller, Miller, he said it himself, yeah, he's he, keeping it simple. You know what I mean? A lot of the things, they, they, they're they not switching as much on the defensive end. All right, tonight, may, maybe that hurt him a little bit. But offensively, you've seen way more pick and rolls being executed out there. The after timeout execution is a lot more crisp. He's He's got Randall playing within his game. And that was one of the things, exactly. you know, that was one of the things Fisdale was doing is he had Randall stretch a little bit, but that wasn't to our benefit. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing to have him do that. 
or to give him to give him that responsibility. But once he showed that he couldn't handle it, you needed to dial it back and make those adjustments. And Fizz just didn't do that. Mike Miller is doing that, and, and that's and just that's, part of just keeping things simple. Yeah, and that's the size of that's the size of a, of a great coach is being able to adjust and fitting your scheme to fit your players, not running what you want to run yeah. and ex- expecting these guys to be able to handle it. If they can't handle it, and you see, it's, being a coach is like being a teacher. If you're in a classroom and you're a teacher and you got some students that ain't getting what you're teaching, you need to adjust. Everybody don't learn the same way. You know what I mean? And, and my last point, CP, mm-hmm. we cannot trade Marcus Morris. We cannot trade Marcus Morris. No way. No way, man. Mm. I'm going to tell you, what we need to be looking at trying to move is Kevin Knox because I'm really concerned about him. Kevin Knox is lazy. He's lazy on defense, and his, and his offense ain't nothing to write home about. Let's just be real. We, we, we've seen enough of him. We know who he is by now. Kevin Knox, I'm really concerned about that kid. And I'm telling you like this, being a ball player, hey, and I'm not worried about nobody come taking my spot. If I'm not balling, if, I'm, if I ain't balling, that means I should lose my spot. You know what I mean? But if, if he was that guy, if Kevin Knox was that guy, it wouldn't make a difference who the Knicks bring in, he would still be balling. You see what I'm saying? When yeah. I look at him, he looks lost. He looks lost, and I'm worried about him. I, I listen. You're not wrong, man. You definitely, definitely not wrong. Another minus eleven two point outing, two field goal attempt night for Kev. He just, you know, he came out the gates hot this season, man. He just doesn't have it right now, and it starts with the effort. Starts on the defensive end. We know that's not a strong suit, but offensively, you know, he came up. He jacked up a three pointer. That was a terrible shot that I seen him try. Uh, he's kind of looking lost out there. Kev is definitely looking lost out there, so I definitely agree with that. I'm not trying to trade him. You know, it's very young. Kev is still a project, man. And I always thought he, he left college a bit too early, still very raw. They, they got to give him, you know, some, some coaching. And how does he get that coaching right now? I'm not sure because right now he's just not earning those minutes. Portis is has outplayed him. You, you try to trade Portis by February. You know, the only problem with Portis is that once he gets going – he tries to do it all. You know, Portis tries to boil the ocean. Once he gets two three, two or four, you know, points in a row, he, he's trying to go for, for the jugular. And, and that's when things get a little bit hairy with Portis. You know, you got you to gotta dial it back. Definitely got to dial it back. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. As far as Allen Houston, I think, you know, the way things are going right now, I don't know what the likelihood is that, that Mills is retained or something, but... I think Allen Houston has is going to have some longevity within the organization. He's a, he's the general manager of the Westchester Knicks right now. Westchester certainly has it rolling, and I think uh, they're definitely um, gonna. He's going to be kept in the organization in some capacity. Will he be the future GM? We'll see. Time will tell. I'm I'm really not sure what direction they're going because again, with the Blatt signing and everything, you would think that Mills gets kept. But it's hard to it's hard to really say which way they're gonna go. But I think Allen Houston is uh is is safe. I, I think H two O is definitely safe, man. 
Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, happy Sunday, everybody. I want to salute the Super Chats that came in. We had a Super Chat from Taya Clates, Knicks fan checking in from San Antonio. He says, free throws. Free throws is the name of the game. Bad Book 1, he's a Bulls fan, Knicks fan TV supporter. Sends us a $10 Super Chat. He says, free throws and fouls. Next practice an hour, nothing but free throws. Uh, Pierce Crossley sends us a $5 British pound. Salute to Pierce, everybody in the UK. And once again, free throws cost us. Uh, enjoying watching the Knicks again after a horrible start. Keep up the good work. Salute to you, Pierce. Uh, if you guys are new in the chat, leave me a hashtag, Newt, wherever you guys are checking in from around the world. Uh, and also, what city you guys are checking in from. Let me know, and uh, and I'll definitely shout you guys out, man. Yeah, another another tough loss. Another tough loss for the Knicks. Let's go to Logs Main and, and hear what he has to say about it. How you feeling, man? Yo, what's good, CP? How you doing, bro? I'm all right. Hey, look, right? I want to talk about this uh, Morris and Randall situation, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like both of them are uh, power forwards. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you had a choice, would you resign Morris and trade Randall? Because I feel like if you keep Randall, you got to trade Morris. So what I want to ask you is, is what would you do? Would, would you trade Morris and keep? and keep Randall, or would you trade Randall and keep Morris? Because I feel like both of them are power forwards. You can't keep playing Morris at small forward. He can play small forward, but I don't feel like he's a small forward. And I want to know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, I think they have been playing a little bit better together, man. I think they, they you know, the the um, the spacing was, was a little bit rough, rough going in, in spurts to start the season, but I think they've been playing um, fairly well together. I'm not necessarily – I like how this new-look Randall has been playing on, on the Miller, man. So I'm not necessarily trying to trade Morris uh, – I mean, Randall at this juncture. Well, like I said, I'm looking into a Morris trade right now if he if he's willing to to uh, to, to go somewhere and come back. But um, I, I say keep both of them for right now. Keep keep both of them for right now. Where, where would you go? Still there? I think I think he left. Okay, Damn, I can't. I can't. I can't hear you. I can't. I can't even hear you. Oh, you, you, can you hear me now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can hear All right. you. All right, my fault, man. Let's go to Let's go to Antoine in North Carolina. Los Main, try to call back. Antoine, what's good, bro? What's good, CP? Chill, man. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I thought you was going to throw me in the river earlier. You was like, let's go there. Nah, man. Let's go over to somebody. <laughs> nah, you know what? Yeah, um, I had to get Ron Cleveland back <laughs> in because I told him I, I would get him back on next, man. I pump faked you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard. I was like, man, <laughs> CP about to throw me away, bro. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look, man. You know, you know, I, I, you know, I generally, you know, I agree with what you say, bro. Like, I'm going I'm to disagree with you in a lot of the callers tonight, bro. Mm -hmm. But, man, I think one of the problems that the Knicks have, man, is like we – we like to trade too many people, bro. You know what I'm saying? Look, yeah. I think these trade ideas is dumb. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We whoever saying trade RJ Barrett don't know basketball, man. That's dumb. Yeah, that That's I'm not. I'm not. That I'm not on board. Somebody's not I'm playing. Definitely not on board with that. Yeah, because like, look, I, I, you know, I was the one that, that called you like a while back. You know, I was letting you know um, RJ is playing out of position. See, the thing is, man, I'm here in Raleigh, Durham. And so I seen RJ like on a nightly basis. RJ is used to having the ball, you know what I'm saying? And now that he's with the Knicks, you know he don't control the ball. You know what I'm saying? That's why 
you know, his shooting, he's a good shooter. I, I'm getting tired of people saying he's a bad shooter. He's a bad shooter with the Knicks because he doesn't control the ball. You know what I'm saying? So that's something he got to adjust to. But trade them, get out of here with that. The second trade that they're talking about, man, why would we ever let Morris go? Morris, Randall, who talking about trade? I'm, I, I think the problem with us, man, is we keep trade making bad trades, man. The Knicks should be trying to figure out how to keep Morris. Like, not even to not let another team look at him. You know what I'm saying? And and, and last but not least, you know, I'm, I want you to talk on those. And last but not least, man, Two things. We gotta we we gotta spend like hours on free throws, man. Because I think yeah. we done lost a couple games just on free throws. You feel me? Oh, we and lost, last yeah, we lost a ton of games. Mills Yeah. Mills has to be fired, bro. Mills is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm telling you, it's gotta go, man. Houston sounds good to me. And and oh, you know another thing, man, I caught on to? I don't know how many other Knicks fans is not watching. Look, if, you, if the other Knicks fans get a chance, watch, or if there's any way they can see, look at our our G League team, bro. There's some guys on that team that can come up, you know? Yeah. And we need to send Knox to the G League because he thinks he can't be replaced out there, man. He ain't got no engine. He, he ain't got no fire under him, you know what I'm saying? I think sometimes when you send good players to the G League, man, you know what I'm saying, they understand – I got to play at my best. You know what I'm saying? Let, right let me now, ask you I'm not a question. playing like he can't be traded. Let, let, let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Um, of the young core that we yeah. have here right now, who who are you confident in in, in terms of being, being a long-term contributor to this team? Of, of the young core right now, we have RJ, we oh. have Mitch, we have Kev, DSJ, ISO, Frank. Um, DSJ can go. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I, I believe in this. I believe, as far as young people... I agree with you. Like, Knox, keep him for now. I just think, like, look, send him to the G League for, you know what I'm saying? Let him understand that he can be treated, you know what I'm saying? And that if he ain't balling, he can go. We definitely got to keep RJ. And I'm just talking young people like we just said. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We got to see what RJ can do. This is rookie year. People are talking about trading him. That's crazy. Um, so, it's, it's, DSJ, it's, it's, man, we don't need him. Yeah, so DSJ. So, so really, it's RJ and Mitch, right? Or are you an ISO fan too? RJ and Knox. Yeah, but but look, but we gotta keep, but we gotta keep Randall, and we gotta keep Morris. Those guys just, can't go nowhere, bro. See, this is you know what I'm saying. And then the, like, and then Philly. You know the whole thing with Philly with the process. I ain't yeah. saying we should be like Philly, but man, we we still got trades coming. Look, we gonna get a high pick. You know what I'm saying, let's build our team. Stop trading people. I, you know listen, what I mean? I, I who cares if, we, if we're not good for two years? Because the problem is, is that how much is Marcus not... Morris really going to be worth to you by the time you're really ready to make moves? That's the problem. That's the problem. How much? How much is he really going to be worth to you by the time you're really ready to make noise? Yo, he's a great player, man. He's a leader on this team. Do not get me wrong. I'm not trying to sell it. His contribution short to this team right now. He's helping this team compete. They're fighting. They have an attitude. And a lot of that has to do with him, no doubt. But if if a team out there is offering you a, a chance to get a first-round pick, to get another asset in here, to potentially add to this core, and you're already not sold on some of these guys, we have to continue to be in asset acquisition mode. This this we're not we're not ready to just 
settle with, with what we have. No, it's not trading everybody here and there, but you still have to be in the business of asset acquisition because maybe this pick turns out to be a good play in your rotation. Maybe this pick turns into something that you need to package down the road and get another talent upgrade. Knicks have a lot of holes to fill, man. The 10 and 20 something for a reason. Like Marcus Marcus is Marcus Morris is a good player, but you know, let let's, you know, be honest with ourselves here. We we got to upgrade. We got upgrades abound. So, I'm I'm trying to trade him. And if he wants to come back, like we said when Alex was on, the Knicks have an opportunity to do something that no other team can do, and that's offer him a boatload of money for one year. A boatload of money. Not no other team, but li- very limited his options in terms of where he wants to play and 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 so on. So you make the trade. You, you yourself said Knox needs to go to the G League, get rid of GSJ, this, that, and the third. We we need to continue to 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 try to get some more assets in here. Anthony from Brooklyn, what's going on, man? Hello. Yo, what's up, bro? Yeah, what's up, bro? Man, listen. Yeah. I feel like first off, Knicks fans are too impatient, man. Like, I'm tired of I'm tired of this whole trade, trade, trade thing. Like, it's so annoying, and it's like. The Knicks have a – it's like they're consistently inconsistent rosters is one of the reasons why they've been trash for 20 years because it's like every year they feel like if they make the trade, they're going to be good the following year. And it's like you have to consistently improve on your, your winning because if you don't win, then nobody's going to want to come here. And if you continue turning over your roster, then you won't win. It's simple. But, you, but you're not gonna you, like, you're not gonna be get. you're not gonna be turning over your whole roster. You, you you're trading a piece that can bring you back more value. That's what I'm saying. It, it's not it's not it's it. not losing patience. Like you're not losing yeah. patience with with RJ or with Mitch. That's your young core. That's what the team is about. Uh check this out. Check this out. You're talking about assets. The Knicks already have a bunch of draft capital. That's number one. Number two. Is the Knicks known to be an organization that made great draft picks? Are we kidding ourselves here? You acting like they OKC with Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka, and and and, and um Jackson. The Knicks do not draft great players. That's people the buck. Number two, they don't even develop their players. Number three, no we... player come to the Knicks and overachieve. But they that... always underachieve when they get here. So I feel like we need to work on. The organization foundation before we even look to talk about trade, trade, trade. Work on improving your players, aka Dinwiddie, aka Aris, aka Montrose Harrell, who scored three points per game his first year, six points his second, nine, then eleven. Now he's a beast. Right, but that's we here talking about trade, trade, trade. That's developing. That's development. That's like, the development that we're talking about. Exactly. Let's focus on developing and not trading. And it's like... But that's what we're trying to do, man. Appreciate the call. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to develop our youngsters, but we're trying to get more talent in here. Listen, I'm not underselling Marcus Morris' talent. He just dropped 38 points tonight on the Clippers. 13 for 19 on the field. He's beasting this season. He's having a positive impact on this team, no doubt about it. 
All I'm saying is if a team is going to offer you some future value that you can either use as another foundation piece, you just spoke about foundation, then you got to go for it. He says, who have they drafted? You like Mitch, right? Mitch is a good piece. We'll see what RJ becomes. You got to keep drafting. Yeah, sometimes you're going to miss on players. And sometimes you got to hit. The draft is not an exact science. Right now, we're, we're trying to get that uh, uh, that system going uh, of drafting and cultivating and, and developing plays. Right now, they're trying to get that together. So that's why I say you, you trade them. You, you, what, what are they winning with him right now? They're not winning anything with him right now. You got to try to trade him, man. Let's see. Who else wants to battle right now? It's all good, man. I'll, I'll take it. CP the artist. What's good? You don't want to trade Mars. What's going on? What's up, man? Hey, first of all, let me give a shout out to Ron Cleveland for yeah. taking my advice, you know, because I'm the man of reason. I wish Ari would do the same thing, and I hope you would do the same thing. Because uh, here, here I go. go. Here we go. All right, come on. All right. Look, look. You say trade Morris, but you gotta remember one simple thing, bro. Mm-hmm. The grass may green, the grass might be greener on the other side, but you still gotta water it. Okay. You have no idea what we're gonna get. You no. trade Morris to, uh, let's say the Clippers, who want who are interested in him. Yeah, they gave a whole lot of picks to um, OKC for uh, Paul George. So our picks. If they do say they want to give us a, a late round pick, won't be until probably what two thousand twenty five. No, no, no. They have, they have this year. They have this year. Who cares for this? They have this year. They have what? They have their, they, they can have trade their pick this year. So, okay. So, even even with that case, if I look at I look at the games today, mm-hmm. and one thing that Morris does, he he provides more leadership than. Julius Randle does. Totally agree. You take that void away of leadership and coming to the game ready, you're going to have 16 and 82 game seasons forever. Until And, and then the, this, this, uh, this fantasy of having this draft pick, you're still going to have to develop them. So when is it that we're going to have veterans that's going to be on our team that's going to teach these young players how to even win? Because we're going to have to get veterans next year anyway. So my so so hopefully you see my point. I see your point. Listen, I see I see everybody's point. This this is just my opinion. This is just where I'm going with it right now because I just feel like I understand you. So let me ask you. So what happens if we leave? If he leaves, he leaves. He goes out the door. He leaves for nothing. What are you gonna say? Thanks for the twenty wins. You were a beast. Thanks for nothing. You get nothing in return. Hey, but you know what though. We do not know what we're going to have in a in a in a, in a late round uh, draft pick. You, I mean, like who? I mean, this is a weak draft we're going into. Am I right or wrong? Is Listen, they say, they say they say that like, every what? year, man. They say that about every draft, uh, man. You, you heard, you've been hearing okay, that about every quick draft. Quick cut. So you know what the thirtieth pick in the draft is I, going to be? I have no idea. I have no idea. But I, all I'm saying is that that's another exactly piece. our point. We don't all have no I'm idea. Saying is it's, it's another piece that can be potential to help this team down the road. It's another piece that could be a potential it could be asset another piece to trade that's down be at the, the road. end of the bench. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a it's it another could, flop. 
catching splinters. <laughs> Who knows? You never it could be know. another. It, it could be another piece that we got put in the G League, man. <laughs> hey, listen, you're right. You're right. And that that's a chance we got to take, man. Every young player is not going to pan out. You have to continue to draft these kids or use it as leverage and get more talent upgrades. We're a long way away from competing. By the time we are ready to do anything, Marcus Morris will be completely useless to your team. He's 30 years old right now. How, how, how long do you think he can put put the these numbers up for what happens if he walks out the door what are you gonna say thanks thanks for the 20 wins that's all i'm saying man you gotta investigate i'm not saying give him up for to, to get second round this year you gotta investigate see what's going on you know what i mean um so to everybody in the chat once again hit that thumbs up button for your boy uh, this is Sunday night. Knicks, Knicks lose 135 to 132 in LA. The first game at the Staples Center. They got the Lakers coming up Tuesday night. So tough one. After they uh, uh they blew a 16 point lead. 16 point lead was blown in the first quarter. Clippers go up 16 in the second quarter and uh, basically had a had a commanding lead. Knicks were able to cut this game to three three separate times in the fourth quarter. Just couldn't just couldn't get the key stops. Could not hit their free throws down the clutch, even when they had a couple and ones. You saw Frank get to the line, had an and one, couldn't hit. Marcus Morris had an and one, couldn't hit. Uh, and and free throws, twenty four thirty seven from the free free throw line, uh, that just wasn't going to get it done, man. So they fall to the Clipper team, who scored eighty five points off the bench. This team scored eighty five points off the bench. Uh, Paul George, Montrezl Harrell. And Lou Williams doing the damage. You had uh, 32 points for Paul George, 9 of 14 shooting. You had uh, 34 points for Montrezl Harrell, 13 of 21 shooting. And then 32 points from Lou Will, probably the best six man who ever lived. Um, straight up assassin. And and that was it, man. That, that, that was the story of the game. So salute to everybody in the chat. And once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Make sure you share these videos as well. I tell you guys all the time. Uh, very important to share these videos. It goes a long way. Text text your friend. That's the next fan. Your family. Share it on Facebook, Twitter. Let them know. Knicks Fan TV. Number one show for the fans. By the fans. Also remember, uh, Knicks versus Nets. January 26th at MSG. We will be there and hosting a, a uh, watch event. Uh, we'll be having tickets to the game access to the pregame shoot-around, and the opportunity to take a free throw on the Madison Square Garden Court. The free throw contest that you can't miss. And, uh, yeah, man, it's gonna bound to be a good time. So ho- hopefully we'll see some more people there, and, and you guys will join in on, on the fun. All right. All right, let's go back to the phones. Who we got next? We have um, Mo Cash, Long Island in the building. Mo Cash, what's going on, man? Hello? All right, more cash going once. All right, more cash. We got a super chat in here. Michael Parker, number one fan of the show, sends us a super chat. Appreciate that, man. He says salute to the chat. Happy New Year, Michael Parker. Big Surge. Want to shout out Big Surge for the super chat. Uh, he, he was talking about the Randall Morris comparison. He says Randall's a better pass and rebounder. Morris, better shooter and a leader. It's a tough call between who you would want to keep. 
Uh, Escott says, please pull up Kawhi and Greek Freak stats from the first two years and compare with RJ and Knox stats so these Colts understand they need to be patient. Yeah, I think we need to be patient. Um, I'll, I'll try to pull those stats up before the show's over. Definitely got to be patient. Doesn't necessarily mean that either one of these guys will be the Callaway players that Paul George and the Greek Freak are. I mean, Paul George, I mean, these are superstars. You know, George, the Greek Freak is coming into his own doesn't necessarily uh, mean Kev is going to get there. I mean, the difference between these guys and Kev is a killer instinct, man. These guys are killers. And it doesn't mean that Kev won't reach that that level, but that, that's the question right now. That can, he, can he get there? I mean, can he get there? So, we'll see what happens, man. Um, so, to everybody in the chat, once again. All right, let's go back to the phone see what we got. We got Walt from Long Island. Wants to talk about the team. Well, how you feeling, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Happy Sunday, man. How you doing? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, I thought it was a good game that they played tonight. I just wanted to ask you a quick question. What do mm-hmm. you think about like the window? As far as like a championship window, because you know how cats are talking about the younger players between uh Kevin Knox. It's really Kevin Knox and Frank that I'd be feeling that cats be really ready to go ahead and just hang it up on them. Yeah. But I just feel like, yo, I don't feel like our championship window is not going to be for like another four or five, maybe a little bit longer than that as far as like when we actually going to be able to get a ring in the first place. You're looking at it like right now as far as like especially teams that are like our age and the kind of talent that they have, I'm like, you know, we – but they kept the, – their best players are the players that they kept and they developed. So when I be thinking about it, I be like, I mean, what do you think as far as like uh, the window, a championship window, as far as like the best players could be? I have no idea, man. We're, right now, we just don't have the talent to to even uh, uh, equate a window right now. Right. We just don't have we don't have that guy yet, man. We don't have that guy that's established to say, all right, this is the guy that's gonna put the team on his back, that go to guy, the guy in the clutch, the the guy that's gonna lead the team on both ends of the floor. You know, we just don't have it. We need a floor so general saying, who's going to establish themselves at the floor general. We need some more depth on the, on the defensive end. You, you know, we, we, we're, far, we're a long ways away. Then you go get a Marcus Morris to complete the equation. Not now. What's he doing for us now? We won 10 so games, saying, people. So there's no window. Window doesn't exist so until saying, we get a talent upgrade in here. All right, so I'm saying with the players, so R.J. Barrett, so you don't think yeah. five or six years that can't be no franchise player, our best player? I, I think I think R.J. can be one of. I, I think he can be one of. All right. But uh, until he improves his jump, so you I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. Until he can improve right. that jump, so, I don't see it. Between Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson, you don't think between the two of them yeah. could be our second, could be the next superstar. Mitch, I think, I think, again, Mitch can be one of, but he's not going to be that guy. Like, Mitch is a finisher. You know what I'm saying? A, a finisher, uh-huh. it, that's not necessarily going to be, I think Mitch will be like your, your fourth guy, you know, your, your, your anchor on the defensive end. The guy that's going to finish on the lobs and, and uh, give you some versatility on the defensive end. Is he going to be a guy that's going to be a go-to guy in that regard? Or is he going to be a dominant 
you know, on the boards, a la Dwight, Andre Drummond. I don't see that in him right now, but anything's possible, man. We're we just a long way away from, from defining a, a championship window, man, but I, but I definitely appreciate the call. Walt's in it for the long haul, man. He, he's patient. He's definitely patient with it. You know, he's talking championship windows. I, I don't know, man. Not not so sure. You know, we'll see. Like I said, it's a talent. It's a talent league. That This draft is going to be important. Are we going to be talking Anthony Edwards? You know, is LaMelo a cornerstone piece? Anthony Edwards looks like a cornerstone piece. So we got to see what happens. Just because we draft young young kids doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you're in line to start winning soon. It doesn't work that way. Look how long Orlando's been drafting. Look how long Sacramento's been drafting. Phoenix Suns, right? How long has it taken the Bucks? Be- even before Greek Freak, the Bucks have been drafting. They haven't been mismanaging assets. They haven't been signing guys at crazy deals. Bucks have been just moving along. You know, Kings have been moving along. You got, you got to get the right guys, man. That That's just what it comes down to. It's a talent league. You have to get the right people. And, and that's just what it is, man. So to everybody in the chat, I, I see I see a lot of power talk going on in the chat. Everybody's looking forward to uh, power tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, go go watch it in a little bit. So so let, let's, uh, let's see who killed ghosts and all of that. I'm kind of just ready for power to be over, man, to be honest, man. To me, the acting is just falling off a cliff. I just can't get with it, man. I just can't get with it. But uh, So I'm kind of just hanging on to the end just to see it close out. So we'll see what happens there. Um, also, this week, I'll have, um, as, we, as we talk about the draft, I'm going to have Corey Homicide Williams uh, is going to be coming on the show. We're going to do a podcast. He's down there in the NBL. Corey Homicide Williams was a, uh, he was a streetball Rucker Park legend. Uh, in, in New York And he's since gone down to the NBL As a color commentator NBL is a national basketball league Down there in Australia And so he's had a front row seat Watching uh, RJ Hampton and LaMelo Ball go at it So we're going to talk to him about that Get his thoughts on, on those two Prospects Potential prospects for the Knicks And, and get his thoughts on that So that that's going to be coming up on the podcast this week, Jack Peterson's homicide. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of my Australians in the chat know about homicide. Um, so yeah, he, he's gonna be on the show. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Somebody was talking about uh, uh, the the championship window. Somebody said you, you can't have a championship window without having a house. <laughs> That's exactly right. We don't have the house. We, we we don't have the house built right now, so we we just gotta keep going, man. Just gotta keep going. Get the scouting together, get the development in order. Val Houston's gonna be the guy in Westchester. Speaking of Westchester, man, Lamar Peters is beasting. Lamar Peters is beasting right now. Let me get um th- those highlights up. He, he dropped ten straight. Three-pointers, 10 three-pointers in a Westchester game. Dropped 31 points last night, and so he's been killing. Uh, I'll get those those highlights up shortly. But, yeah, Lamar Peters, Westchester's beasting. You got uh, uh, Kenny Wooten going off. I, I think uh, uh, Amir Hinton has been playing well in Westchester as well. So, 
Hey, something's in the sauce in Westchester, man. Those boys have been, been balling out for a couple of years now. Back to the phones, Big Surge. What's up, What's up, man? How you feeling? Yo, CP, what's good, man? Yo, I got to salute my man, Ron Cleveland. Son. Yeah. Finally, somebody brought up the fact that Fizz is bum juice, and Chauncey Billis finally said it on NBA TV. Yeah, so that's what's up. Yeah, everybody yeah, I've been in the fraternity for, I've been was, for was the back media. in Fizz and trash I've been waiting the Knicks, for the media, you know? for Stephen A. Yeah, I'm waiting for Stephen A. and all these guys to, you know, all admit that, yeah, he's a nice guy, but, yo, this is just... It, it looks really bad for him as a coach because Mike Miller is making him look like horrible. Yeah, I'm surprised if he would ever get another head coaching job. You know what nice. I'm saying? But you know what? I'm really proud of the team tonight, bro. This is the team I thought we would have. Unfortunately, it kind of makes Mills kind of look a little right, which kind of sucks. <laughs> but, yo, even without Kawhi, even without Kawhi, bro, yo, bro, we played hard. You know, Mook did his L.A. audition tape. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mills still got to go for whoever is on that Mills bandwagon. Every time they call in, brother, I'm with you. This cat got to go. I don't know too much about Allen Houston. I think that's a negatory because, you know, I don't know what kind of experience he got just because he said Mike Miller. I mean, that really not, that doesn't really speak to me, bro. <laughs> Another thing. Yeah. I'm getting tired. I'm getting real tired of the Knicks getting bashed for this power forward nonsense, bro. I thought we were living in a positionless NBA where they're just front court players. You know what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. took away positions. But yet when it comes to the Knicks, oh, we got five power forwards. Wait a minute. I thought it was front court players, wing players, perimeter players. Why is it positionless basketball only when it comes to the Knicks' mistakes? Yeah. Then all of a sudden we got 10 power forwards, bro. I mean, I think that's stupid. You know what I'm saying? And as far as uh, my man talking about championship window, oh, dude, I love you, brother. I love you, brother. But the championship <laughs> window is my lifetime. <laughs> which is maybe like another 50 years, bro. You know what I'm saying? But Serge, you going for 50 though, years? Window, you going for the for, That's you going for the 100. Than me. I said playoffs the other day. I said playoffs the other day, and yeah. oh, my God. CP's told me not to go back in the chat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was deadly. The and chat, it was deadly. The chat was roasting you, window, Oh, my brother. I, I got to love you. I got to love you, bro. The, the, the chat and was uh, and you, bro. as far as trying to tell the fan base about trading, Dude, you know, we oh, we're so impatient. We're always going to cry for trades. We're always going to, you know, it just, you know, whoever's telling the fan base to stop calling for trades, just stop, bro. Stop. <laughs> and yo, and your boy, matter of fact, let me get one last point mm -hmm, yeah. to your boy who I got mad love for. Ari, if you ever call me delusional again and then say that we're going to get Giannis in 2020, my dude, don't bother coming back here. I, I didn't even. I mean, how many times that? Did I didn't that. have to get burned with the fire, bro? Giannis ain't coming, bro. Stop. I, I didn't hear Ari anyway, say bro, Giannis was coming. Anyway, win tonight. In the chat. In the chat. Oh, he okay. He said it the last time, too. He's like, yeah. he said something about Giannis. I'm like, come on, stop, bro. Oh. Don't start getting these guys hype on the Giannis train, bro. Yeah, you nah, said nah, Giannis nah. before, Ari. Don't lie. And nah. you just said it in the chat not even a little while ago, so stop. <laughs> anyway, it. I still love you, Kellerman. <laughs> Kellerman, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Appreciate the call, Serge. Guys, guys, Serge, Serge looks like he's setting up, uh, throwing a little jabs in the chat, Ari. Throwing a couple jabs. You know, Battle of the Fans was uh, it ended, ended 2019 in epic fashion. We'll see. We'll see if, if, if those two bulls collide. One one more time. But yeah, here here the Lamar Peters um highlights from last night's game. Westchester against the Windy City Bulls. This kid's been this kid's been beasting, man. This kid's been beasting. I'll pull up his stats for the last couple of games. But um 
This kid's coming with all the tools, and now he's got a nice little jumper going. He's a bulldog on defense. Dribble penetration. And, and uh, you know, he, he's saying all the right things, man. He gave credit to to a lot of the vets, Taj and Marcus Morris, for kind of showing him the ropes this season when, once he got called, called in by the Knicks to go to Westchester. So good for him, man. The point guard out of Mississippi State, Lamar Peters. Having a real solid game. Ten threes last night for Lamar Peters, man. Ten three-pointers. So, good stuff. He's a tough kid. They're definitely tough kid, man. Absolutely. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. If you guys are new in the chat, I missed some of the the uh, the new announcements, so leave me a hashtag new. If you guys are new in the chat, I'll, I'll shout you guys out. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. Let's go to, um, we got Gary in the Bronx up next. Gary, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, CP? How you doing, man? Good, how you doing, bro? Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's also. Yeah, same to you, man. All the best, bro. All yeah, the best I, in 2020, man. Yeah, basically basically, what I really wanted to tell people, wanted to say is we actually doing excellent, man. Like, if y'all look at who we was playing against, it's the Clippers, and what it took for them to beat us is three players with 30 points of more. My guy, we in a, we on a good road right now, my guy. Like, we shouldn't even think about trading. We should just hold on to certain people. Let the chemistry build and the development keep going. And I think we'd be on a good road. What you think about that, CT? Uh, I mean, listen, you're not wrong, man. I don't, I don't disagree um, with, with what you're saying. You know, they're playing harder on the Mike Millen. There's no doubt about it. I mean, um, I was a bit nervous for this game because they, uh, you know, uh, the Clippers got washed last night by um, by the Grizzlies by 24. So I thought the Clippers were going to come out swinging fast but you know listen the Knicks a couple of games in a row now um they're, they're playing they're playing strong they're coming out the gates fast and loose and they're, and they're playing together the chemistry is definitely getting together so you know we'll, we'll, we'll see what the future holds for them and uh but again these are two games if they could have stole these two games you know they would they came in five games out uh the a spot I'm not sure where they are now we could definitely check it out but uh, let, let's see see where they finish. These were two games that that you hope they could have stolen because they were right there. They were right there for the taking. But good teams know how to finish, and bad teams don't. And that's why we only won ten games so far. So even though they uh seems like they're getting it together, they're a long ways away. And they're a long ways away. And Sergio, I mentioned you know the 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 knock on on the Knicks acquisitions and and uh, uh, positionless basketball and so on and so forth. I think, you know, the the problem still is with, with these guys is that they don't offer the versatility that some teams can uh, can come out with, such as a Toronto, such as Milwaukee, such as the Clippers, you know, um, where they can run guys um, small, you know, they can run guys big and, and it won't kill you, but you have the versatility, you have the length, you have the athleticism that it won't kill you. Sometimes with the Knicks, as you've seen it, without Mitch out there, we have no rim protection. With Portis out there, you you're you running defensive liabilities out there. He doesn't give you the ability. Yes, he can play the three on defense, but he's gonna get smoked. He's a terrible defender, period. So I just think I think that was more of the knock is that you had guys like a Morris, a Randall, uh, a Portis who who were kind of playing the same positions out there. 
and, and not really giving you that versatility. But what you do like right now, and maybe that's like Sergio said, could be more credit to Mills that you want to give. And what you do like is that Miller is 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 having these guys exploit the mismatches that they present on the court, which is their size and their physicality. So more post ups, more post ups for Randall. Yeah, more post ups for Portis. Uh, you see RJ get in the, in the mix a, a little bit. So that's one of the things that that you like. What what Miller's doing is he's using the pieces that he has and says, okay, I got a, a lot of slower guys. You know, uh, more of these power forwards, and and we have a size advantage out there. We might not have the speed and the versatility that some of these teams have, but it's a chess match. So they're trying to win those those matchups there on the offensive end by by exploiting the mismatch, getting Randall out on smaller players, getting Morris out on smaller players, and and uh, and using our size as as an advantage. All right, let's see who we got in the chat. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. We got Omar Hernandez. He's team hashtag new. Omar, what's going on? Anthony Parasol in here. He says hashtag new. He's definitely not hashtag new, but salute to Anthony either way. Uh, Keith Sinclair, all the mods. Appreciate it. 2ICC. I don't even know how to pronounce that name, but he says newish from New Jersey. So salute to you. We got Eric Dawson, new from Tag Park City. Not not sure where that is, but um, salute to Eric, salute to Marlon Small, you guys in the chat. Um, what's going on with this Philly and, and uh, Seattle game? I was missing that game too. I was watching the uh, what game was on earlier. I was watching Saints and Vikings. That that was a pretty good playoff game. Um, and when I turned this on, Seattle was up ten to three. So uh, let's see if they can hold off Philly because I can't stand the Eagles. Mike from Queens, what's up, Mike? Hey, CP, what's going on, brother? Good, man. How yeah, you doing, I called in because um, I want to talk about Marcus Morris. I agree. Like, we're in the driver's seat when it comes to trading him. Mm-hmm. He's been beasting lately. And if we don't get a good offer, then keep him. You know? If we don't get a monster offer from Marcus Morris, just keep him. Simple and plain. But That's if, it. It, if, like, City comes out the ballpark and offers us a uh, fireball and a first rounder, go ahead and trade them. Mm-hmm. You know, and as far as the Knicks right now under Mike Miller, you know, let these guys grow for the most part. We're in the driver's seat when it comes to trades. And, you know, you don't have to move unless the offer is great. And that's that's all I got to say. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call, Mike. And, and I'm with you, man. If you're getting a good deal, you got to move them, man. You, you got to move them. So that that's just the bottom line. I I agree with that. But again, the, the people who are on the other side of the argument, I'm not saying you're wrong. This is not a right or wrong. This is just my opinion. I'm on the side of you got to move them if you if you get that offer. But it's very split down the middle. This is a fifty fifty debate amongst the fan base. It's an interesting debate. We'll see what happens. Um, Alex from Mount Vernon, what's going on, Alex? Start uh, Paul. Love the content, man. Keep it up. Appreciate it, man. What's going on? Yeah, so I think I'm on the the side of keeping Morris, keeping uh, Randall, and, and hitching you know my wagon to uh, the Mitch and RJ RJ bandwagon because I think those are the two young kids with the with the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at moving everyone else, get a point guard in here who can shoot, and then let's try for the playoffs next year. Um, you know, I love what the coach is doing. 
you know, definitely agree. Fisdale was a joke. He should have been gone uh, over the summer when he didn't get the big free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have to identify who, who we're going to move forward with. I think that's what everyone's struggling with, you know, trying to keep all these young kids around. That's not how the NBA works. Uh, you either bring in the superstar and, and go for uh, the, the championship or you, you, you identify four, maybe five players, and then you roll with those guys. That's your team. But thinking that we're going to keep Frank and Knox and BSJ and keep all these guys around and that they're going to be contributors when you're ready to win, that, that's just not feasible. You oh, can get they, all these guys you know, gonna, what your needs is, which is a, a shooting point guard, then I think that'll be the best with uh, R.J. Mitch and, uh, and Morris and, and Randall. Let's, let's keep these guys and let's go. Hey, I, I would roll with that and appreciate the call, man. It's not a, not a bad idea at all, man. All right, closer of the night, Q from Brooklyn. Q, how you feeling, man? Oh, man. Um, I wanted this win, man. I wanted this win. Yeah, me too, man. Because, you know, I, I've been I, – I remember when Mark Jackson got traded to the Clippers. You know, I thought the Clippers were a good team, and I realized they sucked. <laughs> you know, so I wanted this win, you know, and – I think I lost some Q still there. Yo, Q. Yo, yo. Yo, you still there? You know, I know everybody think. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. You you were kind of cut out for a second. Okay. Yeah, I, I know everybody wants to keep Morris. I want to keep Morris. You know, I want to keep Morris. But in order to get an asset, we got to trade him. You know, if he really is loyal to us, like he's saying, he'll resign in offseason. Right. It's simple. It's a simple deal. You know, what are we going to gain by having Morris right now? You know, Randall and Morris, they're both power forwards. They're taking – they're just in each other's way. Yeah. You know, at least if we get Morris in the offseason, we'll at least get an asset. We could flip the asset. We could do so many things. We just need to have options because – there's nothing big coming in next year. That's There's what no I'm looking for, Q. There's I'm just looking for options, man. I'm looking for more options. Yeah, because just, if, if DSJ don't work out, if Mox don't work out, they, bring him, bring a next guy in. We got the Dallas picks, bring him in. Oh, we want to make a trade for somebody else? Okay, now we we got a, a pick we could trade here. We got a pick we could trade here. And it's not emptying out the cupboard. It's not going to kill us. That's a fact. And what if we find a gym? You know, if... You know, everybody bust, was busting R.J. down a day ago. Now everybody loves R.J. again. You know, we can be so fickle as Knicks fans. Yeah. We need to actually look at what we what what's right in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at if we look at Frank, Frank has potential to be a good role player. He's not the starting point guard of our future. Right. We know that. We can have Frank as a as a tool. He can be you know a Swiss Army knife for mm-hmm. us. He plays hard. He's a we we love him. We we can keep Frank. DSJ. He's he's broken. He's a broken toy. You know, if if he goes to Minnesota and he has a good career, great. Yeah, he's not gonna be good in New York. You just know like it. it. The writing's on the wall. You know, so getting Morris, having Morris out of the paint, would just get us an asset, and we can probably do something with that. And you never know. It's a better gamble than sitting up and keeping Morris and getting nothing. We need yeah, to get some risk. assets. We need to get 
some options and go from there. But that's all I got to say. 100% Q. Q, how's, how's that Scotch Porter doing for you, man? You got the Scotch Porter premium big collection. How, how you feeling it, man? How, how you like it? Yo, it's for... It's ferocious, man. It's like <laughs> you know, it's it's like coming in. It's already got the glistening up. Yeah. So I'm feeling good with it, and you know, I'm a, I'm gonna do it again once I have to re up. So it's righteous, go. man. There you go, man. Well, yeah. Have a good week, man. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Good call, man. No doubt, brother. Peace. Yes, sir. That was my guy Q checking in. Q cop the uh the Scotch Porter package. Comes with the beard wash, the beard conditioner. You get uh, the bomb and the serum, all natural products. And this, these are the products that I use, man. I wouldn't promote products that I don't use. Uh, we're not trying to cheapen the brand that way. But th- these are products that I do use. And with that, they are giving Knicks fans a 50% off deal uh, on the Scotch Porter Premium Beard Collection. Hit the link in the bio, in the video description. Or go to www.scotchporter.com slash Hashtag KFTV to get yours. And the link is also in the video description. So make sure that you uh, that you get yours today. Okay. I think we, uh, I think we hammered the point home uh, a good bit tonight. Good show, everybody. So to everybody in the chat, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up on your way out. Very important to support us. Somebody had wanted the information on Knicks versus Nets. The information is in the video description. But once again, um, it's going to be 150 for the game January 26th, and it's going to come with a ticket to the game. It's going to come with access to the pregame shoot-around and also uh, the post-game free-throw contest. So um, we're going to throw the links in the chat also, but the links are also in the video description. I'm going to pull it up right here as well. If you go to Nick's Omni, If you go to TheOmniFan.com, It'll be right there at the top of your page. And you can purchase your ticket right here. Just go to add to cart, purchase it, and it's going to be a good time. We'll, we'll all be there, myself, JLs, the girls and Knicks Omni fan, and, and it's going to be a great uh, experience, a, a nice another outing for the fan base to uh, to come out and and, uh, and and support. So so to everybody, once again, I'm going to get out of here watch some power. Remember, this show is available in audio podcast format. Very important. Uh, if you guys are iTunes listeners, I would definitely appreciate if you guys left me a review on iTunes. And just know that it's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa. So you have everything in audio podcast format later on in the evening or the very next day, depending on what time the game ends. And that's another uh, perk that we give you for the show, man. Number one show for the fans, by the fans, for a reason, man. So make sure you share these videos. Hit that subscribe button. Support us. Uh, So to everybody who sent us a super chat, whether I've been getting super chats in for Cash App, PayPal as well. Those links are below. Uh, But we appreciate it. All that support comes back into the channel. And uh, and we we definitely appreciate the support. Um, I want to shout out my guy, Chris Shamus. If you guys didn't see my story... From uh, yesterday, I spent the day at uh, Chris's crib. He's got a Knicks fan cave that is absolutely incredible. We filmed a sick episode there where we took a tour of the whole thing. We did an interview as well. That should be available by next week or so. Uh, Just working on on putting that video together, man. Trust me, it is going to be a crazy, crazy episode. I can't wait to show you guys that. So anyway, check you guys Tuesday night, man. Knicks versus Lakers. Let's see if we can get a win in L.A., man. See you guys later, man. Peace. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.